Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Metti and Nate. What's up, guys? So, hey, oh. All right. In today's episode, we're going to take our final look at the preview for the Super Bowl um, between the Bengals and the Rams. Uh, we're going to take a look at, uh, I guess, both teams. We're going to talk about, I guess, our predictions, who we like to win the game, who do we think is going to cover the spread all that good stuff. And then, yeah, uh, to close out the episode, uh, we're actually going to have awards for fantasy quarterbacks for this uh, past fantasy season. Uh, We'll hand out different awards. Uh, We'll talk about different quarterbacks this year in fantasy. And I guess uh, the quarterbacks we liked, you know, some of the the stat lines and so on. So, um, yeah, that's going to be all we have for today. So we'll just hop right into it. Uh, We'll start with the Super Bowl preview. Um, it is the Cincinnati Bengals against the LA Rams. Of course, the Rams are going to be playing at home in SoFi Stadium. Uh, this is only the second time in Super Bowl history it's happened where a team's gotten to play at home. So decent advantage there for the Rams. Um, I guess, Matty, I'll start with you. I guess break down this game. Give me who you like, who you think is going to cover and all that. Yeah, this is a tough one as I feel like the Rams, they are pretty much have the advantage head-to-head in almost all the positions wide receiver i'd say the rams are better offensive line definitely i'd give to the rams tight end i'd give to the rams quarterback is one of the closer ones and i might have to go with the rams for that one too as stafford is more experienced but for running back i'd probably go with the Bengals. actually joe mixon is having an amazing year and for defense I like the Rams' defense, uh, defensive line better. Their linebackers, I think, are better. The secondary, I might lean towards Bengals, but, like, they have Jalen Ramsey, so that's that's a huge difference maker for the Rams. So that one's another 50-50. And maybe they, they've got the better kicker and punter in Cincinnati, but I don't know how big of a difference that will make, so... Yeah, if you look at it that way, it it seems like the Rams should kind of like win this game comfortably. But I don't know, for for some reason, this Cincinnati team has been so impressive. And I don't want to doubt them. I feel like they're going to complete their miracle run. So I'm going with the Bengals. So I guess to win and cover, you're going with the Bengals. Yeah. All right. Um, Nate, I'll bounce to you. I guess talk about the game, talk about who you think is going to win and who you think is going to cover. Yeah, I guess overall, um, it's the team is like, I guess the Rams is kind of like a really good on paper team. Um, they have good talent pretty much at almost every position. And the Bengals are a team that's mostly, they're not necessarily um, elite in every category, but they do have really solid players overall. And They've basically been able to uh, play greater than the sum of their parts, if that makes sense. Um, Bengals have Joe Mixon, like Mete said, and he's a really, really good uh, running back. Um, there's Jamar Chase as well. Uh, I guess Tyler Boyd, TJ Ozama, they're pretty solid. Um, Joe Burrow, he's a really talented quarterback. Um, and 
and he's really been able to, I guess, just kind of make plays. And Matthew Stafford is also really talented. It's like on paper, you would think that the Rams have kind of have the advantage, but I think the Bengals should be able to keep up with them. So I'm going to, I guess, give it to the Bengals to win it cover as well. All right. Yeah. Just looking at the game, um, I guess uh, you guys sort of broke it down uh, in terms of like the different matchups. Uh, I think when it comes to quarterbacks, I think if you swapped the quarterbacks for each team, uh, I feel like you we'd be favoring the Rams heavier than what the spread currently is right now. If they had Joe Burrow back there, what Joe Burrow's done with that poor offensive line in Cincinnati's like pretty incredible. Uh, I don't know how he's done it. He takes nine sacks in a game against the Titans and still wins the game. Uh, he took so much pressure from guys like Chris Jones and others uh, in the Kansas City game as well. Uh, Max Crosby and others in the Raiders game. And uh, he still finds a way to do it. So you got Aaron Donald there. You got Von Miller. You got so many other talented pass rushers on that L.A. team. Um, Joe Burrow is going to still make plays. Uh, there's no way that he's not going to be able to do that. Um, I think that for the Rams at this point, they just got to find a way to sort of light up the score. Um, I, I think that uh, they haven't been able to do that as well lately. I know they've been shut down in multiple quarters the past couple of weeks. Uh, it was against Tampa Bay in the second half. They were shut down for the most part, as well as against the 49ers. They really had to uh, sort of come back as they were shut down early. So as long as the Rams don't get shut down for any portion of the game, I definitely think that they have a good chance of winning. The thing about the Bengals is that no matter how much they're down, no matter how much they've been shut down, they can still score at will. Uh, we've seen Joe Burrow do that. Even if you put Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase, you're going to open up other opportunities for other receivers. T. Higgins is very talented as well. You've got Tyler Boyd there. I think C.J. Uzama said he's good to go. He's been a real good tight end these playoffs. I think the comparison between him and Higby is actually closer now, in my opinion, uh, because of how well he's played. Uh, you got Mixon back there. Um, yeah, th this Bengals team definitely can compete. Uh, this game is pretty much a coin flip in my books. So um, no matter how much talent the Rams have, the, the Bengals seem to have that ability to be able to, uh, you know, I guess bring it out, whatever whatever talent they have, they, they just bring it out and they just compete against any team. I think I saw something, they were like, um, what was it, like six and one or something in their past, like seven games uh, against teams, uh, against the spread versus teams with a winning record. So, um, yeah, the Bengals, uh, if there's a team that's uh, really good, they, they just play really well. So, um, yeah, like I was saying, this game is going to be a coin flip. I take the Bengals to cover for sure. Who's going to win the game? Uh, I'm not uh, completely sure because the game could go either way. I know the Rams won last week and they didn't cover so that is a possibility, but I think in the past few Super Bowls, the team that's covered has also ended up winning the Super Bowl as well. So yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals to win and cover because um, why not? Like they could probably be down by like 10, 14 maybe, and they're never out of it. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. And I mean, if it comes down to it, making a game winning kick, like uh, one of you guys mentioned, I think it was you, Mette, you said you like Evan McPherson better. Yeah, he's been so clutch. I think he can break Adam Vinatieri's playoff record in this game. So he's, he's been sensational. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. 
maybe all of us being on the Bengals isn't a good thing because maybe that means the Rams are going to come through. But uh, honestly, I think this is going to be a great Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it for the preview. I think we covered everything past couple weeks. So let's move to the Fantasy Quarterback Awards. We got lots of awards to hand out uh, for this season. It's been a great year. Um, I guess, Mete, let me start with you for the first award. Rookie quarterback of the year. Uh, give us your runner-up and then give us your winner. For runner-up, I went with the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. And he had an all-right year, I guess. Uh, 12 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. Not the greatest uh, rate, but he was close to 60% completion percentage, so that's great. And he threw... 214 yards a game so that's pretty solid considering what he has to work with in Jacksonville uh they do they do have Marvin Jones but he didn't have the greatest year so he doesn't have the best weapons there his O-line's not that great hopefully the new hiring of Doug Peterson helps him out he only averaged 12.71 average points for the season so yeah it's not the greatest but it's it's a good start and then for the award winner i went with mac jones he averaged 14 points and mac jones was put in a pretty good situation working with bill belichick and yeah i like his game he has a really high completion percentage six almost 68 He threw for 223 yards a game, and that's considering the game where he had three pass attempts. So it's really impressive. And 22 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. He he kept the the touchdowns more than interceptions. And for rookies, you don't see that every time. So that's really impressive. He led the Patriots to the playoffs in his rookie year. So... Yeah, he had a great year, especially for fantasy for someone who doesn't have a rushing upside. He he put up great points. Yeah, I definitely agree with those two selections. Trevor Lawrence, he still has that high upside. He can still realize it, uh, you know, getting in a, with a new coach. Also, uh, top receiver DJ Chark was out for the almost the entire season. So that also hurt Trevor Lawrence. And then, yeah, with Mac Jones, uh, what he did with um, – I guess borderline uh, wide receivers, like he didn't really have that star wide out uh, to sort of play with. And he was still able to, you know, get uh, the most fantasy points for a rookie quarterback. So that is pretty solid. Um, I guess uh, I'll get to the next award and that's the injury quarterback of the year. I guess the criteria I used for this uh, quarterback who missed uh, three or more games that uh, significantly impacted um, his season um, and I guess his fantasy season um, and it had to be one of the the higher end quarterbacks so um, the winner of this award for me is Lamar Jackson we all know uh, about all of the games he missed for injury um, I know he only played 12 games in the season and also some of those 12 games were fractions of games so he did miss a lot of time um, he was still really solid 21.1 fantasy points per game when he did play um, it affected his overall standing, though. Uh, he was not a top 12 quarterback to finish the season. I believe he finished at number 15. Um, but yeah, I mean, he still had a great year. 
Uh, it did hurt, though, if you drafted him because you didn't have him in the fantasy playoffs. And if you didn't have Tyler Huntley, then um, you probably were eliminated. I think I saw some people, they had to run Ben Roethlisberger or Trevor Lawrence or someone else. And yeah, they they just uh, were eliminated from the playoffs. So um, yeah, really tough overall if you had Lamar Jackson. But when he was in your lineup, you probably won a lot of your weeks because he was really solid. So I'm going to give him the award for um, injury quarterback of the year. And I guess for the runner-up, I have Russell Wilson. Um, he didn't miss as many games. He played 14 games. I think a couple of those were like fractions of games. Um, and I, I think the injury affected him this year. He only put up 17.8 fantasy points per game. He was one of, I think the top like six or seven quarterbacks drafted off the board. So the injury did affect him quite a bit. Um, I believe he finished even below Lamar Jackson. So, uh, yeah, really tough year for Wilson. Um, he didn't miss as many games, so I couldn't give him the award, but uh, I think injuries impacted him a lot as well. Um, Nate, let me get to you now. Um, I guess just give me your waiver wire uh, quarterback uh, for the year and the runner-up. So I guess for the year, um, for I guess my criteria, I looked at kind of the quarterbacks um, that were drafted under 50% and kind of their total fantasy points. And for the fantasy points, I used um, half-point half PPR. So just keep that in mind. I think my for my winner, I selected um, Derek Carr. His draft percent was 8. So basically only 8% of half-point PPR leagues drafted Derek Carr. And his total fantasy points was 270.96. So basically he had 271 total fantasy points. And for runner-up, I selected... Carson Wentz, he was drafted 6%, and his total fantasy points was 265. Um, yeah, those two quarterbacks, they've been um, really good, especially off the off the waiver. I think Derek Carr is basically, um, he's basically a sleeper quarterback, um, and the Raiders, they weren't fully healthy either. I think Darren Waller, he had multiple weeks where he was out. Um, they lost... Um, some wide, some really talented uh, wide receivers. I believe Henry Ruggs, if I, mem- if I remember correctly, they lost him in, uh, early in the, in the season. So the Raiders, they, they didn't have the talent that they had at the beginning of the year. And I think if they did, the Raiders would have been way better and Derek Carr would have had even better stats. And there's some quarterbacks that I think Derek Carr had a better year then who were drafted higher than him as well so I think Derek Carr is really deserving there were a few I guess quarterbacks that I think also did pretty well but um I couldn't I just couldn't really give it to them but I guess I'll just shout them out so I'll be Jimmy G Mac Jones Taylor Heineke um Ben Roethlisberger Teddy Bridgewater and Tua Tagovailoa I think if you had um these players, they, they were probably on your way for most likely, and you probably could have picked them up depending on the week. And they would have uh, been able to kind of stand in the gap for your quarterback if they were injured. So, yeah, that's the waiver wire award. Yeah, I think I agree with uh, your picks. I In one league, I had Derek Carr, and I was able to make the playoffs with him as my main quarterback. So, uh, yeah, Carr did have a really solid year. Uh, great waiver wire pickup for sure. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll bounce to you. Give us your uh, quarterback MVP for this fantasy season and the runner-up. 
So my MVP, I went with Josh Allen. I mean, he seems like the obvious pick here. Pretty sure he was ranked number one for points last season for fantasy points. And uh, same thing again this season. Great arm. Rushing upside is there. Uh, he's playing with great receivers. So, yeah, he seems like the obvious choice. And he's really proving to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Definitely for real. He put up an average of 24.56 points a week. So, yeah, if you had him in your lineup, he gave you a great chance to win. Total of 417.58 points. So, amazing year again from Josh Allen. And then my runner-up, I actually went with Kyler Murray. He ranked number 10 uh, in the point total points. But I noticed that he played 14 games, so he missed three games. If he had those three games, I think he would have been like number four or even higher as he missed out uh, number three with or the second place by 85 points. So with those three games, I think he definitely could have he definitely could have made that mark and his average points. Compared to everyone else, he was number four. So, uh, like, in real life, you could say he didn't have the greatest season, but we're talking fantasy here. He put up great amount of points. And, yeah, he's got the rushing upside as well. Uh, you love to have that for fantasy quarterbacks. So, Kyler Murray was my runner-up. All right. And um... – I'll get now to the uh, bust quarterback of the year. So these are quarterbacks that were drafted early, but didn't live up to their expectation for the season. Um, my winner for this award is Ryan Tannehill. I know he was uh, drafted, I think in leagues as high as eighth or ninth overall, he was definitely drafted in the top 12 in most leagues. Um, and yeah, he just didn't live up to his billing. I, he was very healthy. I think he played all 17 games in the fantasy season. Um, but yeah, he, he averaged nowhere close to his totals from the season before. He only averaged 16.6 fantasy points per game, which is really low. And it dropped him to around like 16th or 17th on the season. So if you drafted him within your top 12, you definitely didn't get enough value for him. And he was just very underwhelming in games. There were games he put up like eight or nine points only per game and half point PPR. So uh, yeah, I definitely had him in one league. I was very disappointed with him for most of the season. I ended up uh, dropping him after a while. Uh, in that league, I added Derek Carr, our waiver wire pickup of the year. So it ended up working out. But yeah, Ryan Tannehill, uh, really disappointing this year. Uh, for runner-up, I'm also going to give the runner-up for this to Russell Wilson. I know the injury definitely impacted him, but he was going a borderline top five, top six quarterback uh, in drafts. Uh, so he was taken with high draft stock and he just didn't live up to his expectation. Uh, the injury played a part as he only played parts of 14 games. Uh, he did not finish inside the top 12 in fantasy points per game or total fantasy points as he only had 17.8 per game as he was averaging well over 20 the year before. Uh, so tough break for Russell Wilson, but he was still very disappointing. So I have to give him the runner up for the bust quarterback uh, of the year. And then, um, Nate, I'm going to bounce to you. Uh, hand out the last award, the playoff uh, MVP quarterback for the year. So I guess for playoff MVP, I just 
uh, looked at kind of their stats in the fantasy playoffs. So that's weeks 14 to 18. And I gave the, I guess, the winner to Josh Allen. Again, he was just, um, he was just really good for um, the entire season, basically, but especially in those four weeks. Um, I think he had multiple 30-point fantasy point games, and uh, he had a bunch of 20-point uh, fantasy uh, point games. So I don't think he was under 20 fantasy points during the playoffs either. So if you had him on your team and you just drafted pretty solidly, you probably won your league. And I guess for a runner-up, I'm going to go with um, Patrick Mahomes. He's also really talented, just like Josh Allen. Um, I think just like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes didn't have less than 20 fantasy points for, throughout the entire playoffs. And Patrick Mahomes also had a 30-point point, um, fantasy point game. But Josh Allen was just a little bit better overall for that span of time. So I decided to give it to Josh Allen. But Patrick Mahomes was really good as well. Yeah, I think uh, speaking of Josh Allen, he I think he was the first quarterback to finish number one overall in fantasy in back-to-back years for like the past 20 years or something. So I know normally like heading into the season, we would always fade whoever the top quarterback was from the previous year because we were like, oh, they're, they're not able to sort of repeat their performance. I think he's the first quarterback to sort of repeat that. So at least heading into next year, if he is ranked number one, uh, you should feel okay to be drafting him at his spot as there is a chance that he is going to be able to repeat the success that we've seen from him the past two seasons. Yeah, great overall uh, fantasy season this year. Um, we'll take a look at some of the other positions in the coming episodes. But yeah, um, I guess, Matty, I'll start with you. I guess any last thoughts about the Super Bowl or about fantasy? Uh for fantasy, it was a good year, uh, even though for me it wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's always fun to, to play fantasy. It's uh, one of the best things I've gone into. And for the Super Bowl, like I said, uh, if you're looking at it on paper, it looks like a big mismatch, but yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like this Cinderella run is going to be completed by the Ram uh, or by the Bengals. Yeah, um, it's definitely a great thing to see about the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor used to be an assistant to Sean McVay. Now they're both head coaches of their respective teams in the Super Bowl. So that's an interesting thing as well. Definitely see how all well these two coaches know each other. Um, I guess getting to you, Nate, uh, any final thoughts on the Super Bowl or on fantasy? Well, I guess just talking about fantasy, um, for for the waiver wire quarterbacks, um, I noticed that uh, quite a few of them, they tend to be drafted really low. And then some players like Taylor Heineke, we kept mentioning him, like you should pick him up, you should put him um, in your roster, especially if your quarterback's injured. And, and like Taylor, Taylor Heineke, I think he was only 20% rostered around there for the end of um, fantasy. And... I think Teddy Bridgewater was another player who was drafted really low, but I think the Broncos, they're a pretty solid team. So there's going to be like a lot of players like Teddy Bridgewater or Taylor Heineke that I think they could possibly be sleeper quarterbacks 
um, next year, depending on how the offseason goes. So I'd say you should probably watch out for those two, maybe even two as well, depending on how the offseason turns out. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, uh, Nate, you were mentioning Heineke a lot. I know Mete was men- mentioning Jameis Winston quite a bit. He had a good year if it wasn't for that injury. And then I know I had Tua for a few weeks as well. So uh, those are a few guys as well. Because I think Derek Carr, once he started going off the first couple of games, like he was already picked up well over 50% at that point. So I guess um, some of these guys, I think we might have mentioned Carson Wentz a couple of times as well. He had a pretty decent year. I know the team as a whole didn't really succeed. Uh, they missed the playoffs, but um, for all the injuries he went through, um, he had a pretty solid year as well. And yeah, I definitely agree, guys. Great fantasy season. And yeah, it's going to be a great Super Bowl on Sunday. We'll definitely be recapping the Super Bowl. And I guess if the Bengals win, we got to have Terry on. That's going to be a, a fun thing. I will see his reaction for sure. But yeah, that's going to be the end of this uh, Fanatics football episode. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. I'll be posting our Super Bowl picks um, uh, in the morning on Sunday, uh, plus picks for NBA and NHL. So definitely go check those out. Um, this episode's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, uh, the season's coming to an end. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great game. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.